Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Working Change. This is Nate. And Marla. And uh, thanks for being with us on this uh, warm summer day. Uh, apologies are in order. It's been a full month <laughs> since our last podcast. We're finding it difficult to navigate extra children and a whole bunch of activities. The joys so, of blended families. Yes. Which I think maybe a podcast we should talk about. Oh, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> It's the coming. pitfalls of blended families. Yeah, yeah. There's and all the sort- joys. <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts of fun stuff. It's not stuff. all doom and gloom. No, 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 no. There's a lot of beautiful things about it. Um, so anyway, today we're gonna, <laughs> we wanted to talk about uh, vulnerability. And vulnerability in particular has to do with relationships. Um, so I And thought- this has been a very, like a hard thing for us to kind of navigate. Right. And I think it really is a hard thing for most people to navigate. Maybe that's why we were a little slower with our podcast, if we're being honest. Yeah, we wanted to do it right. Um, and and I feel like being a divorced person, I can't speak for anyone else, but I feel like I have some baggage or damage. And, and sometimes that kind of fear or trepidation about being vulnerable with my emotions prevents me from doing or saying things that actually would be helpful to the relationship. Well, and I think that we try to also, I know for me, we try to have um, very science-based information for most of the things that we talk about. Yeah. And when I went to go look this up, <laughs> there's not a lot of science per se, like that's research-based science on vulnerability, unless you're talking about like the vulnerability that you have to COVID or to a disease or things like that. But the emotional aspect of vulnerability um I only know of a couple people that really have talked about it even recently in the last couple decades. And one of them is Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the information that I looked at um, either came because of her studying of this or is directly from Brene Brown. Yeah. And it's, you know, vulnerability is one of those things that it's hard to kind of, of, you know, how do you put a scientific how do you quantify study together? It? Right. I'm being right. vulnerable enough at this moment. Right, right. Yeah. And that, you know, that's one of the challenges. One of our early podcasts was on primary and secondary emotions. Right. And it, there's kind of the same issues there. It's, there's a lot of subjectivity and, and it's hard to measure. Um, so I, so this is an elusive topic that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do think it's important. And it we'll is. talk about why yeah. it's important. Um, so I think the, the best place to start is just a general definition. And and you might have a definition. I have a definition. So let's hear yours. Okay, you want to hear my first? Yep. Okay, let's hear yours. So what I came up with, and and this was, I read a whole bunch of definitions, and mm-hmm. and I liked some better than others, and then I kind of cobbled together my own based on on um, several that I read. All right. So I put opening up to another person about our feelings, thoughts, fears, needs. And weaknesses, and 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 there can be more than that, but I thought that was a pretty good, just general definition. What what do you think about that? Okay, I like if, it. If you don't like it, it's okay. We can get yours. I too. like the beginning of it. So, like Brene Brown had like a definition of kind of vulnerability. She had okay. a really good TED talk about it called "The Power of Vulnerability." It's about twenty minutes long, and um, she talked about vulnerability as like more of a definition of being able to fully embrace things, um, to believe um, that you are like worthy of like love and connection. Um, leads to this idea that I am comfortable enough 
to say what I need to say. So the, all your fears, mm-hmm. everything that you just talked about. And I do that without the guarantee that anything good will come back to me or, or that any response at all will come back yeah. to me. Yeah. So I am going to do this without and invest in this, like give you something of me that is really kind of scary mm-hmm. or that I need to give um, in order to just put it out there. But I'm not doing it because I believe that something is going to come back to me that's like positive. Right. I am just doing it because that needs to be done. Yeah. I so like that. fully like that. embracing that <clears throat> idea um, that I'm doing this without a guarantee, the willingness to do it first. And to do it with no guarantee. Yeah, I, I like that. And, you know, I, I don't know if I've expressed this even, like, verbally, but I've been thinking a lot about this idea. I heard someone not long ago say, um, and this is a, a concept I've heard before, <clears throat> you know, be very careful about your reaction when you ask someone a question and you're not sure what the what the answer is they're going to give you. If you know there are responses that they might give you, that you're not going to like, you have to be ready for that. And someone was comparing it to like a, a like a court of law, where a good attorney never asks a question of someone if they don't already know what the answer is going to be. Like right. one, once you open up the possibility that you're going to get an answer you don't like, um, you know that is that is something we have to weigh. And so. I feel like like that's kind of being vulnerable where you're the attorney and you're asking a question to somebody who's on the stand and you don't necessarily know what the answer is going to be. That is vulnerability. Right. And attorneys don't like this to necessarily be vulnerable. Right. <laughs> you don't know. like cases being vulnerable. Right, right. But right. yeah, but in, in life with relationships, there is that need to be vulnerable. Yeah. To, to be first to say what you need to say. Um, or express what you need to express without the guarantee that like this is gonna right, benefit me. Right, right. To so, invest. Um, are we ready to move on to the why be vulnerable, or was there more of that particular one you wanted to? Nope. Okay. Let's, why, so why do this? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Stupid. I'm gonna get hurt. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's the interesting thing. I'm scared. I don't want to do this. Right. Yeah. That's the interesting thing. Yeah. Let's let's like look at how our brains work. When we're a small child and you're walking one day and a dog bites you, what is what what is now in your brain? Like you have, have now created dogs are this scary. memory. Yeah, I'm not doing dogs this. are dangerous and scary, and so you don't go around dogs. Mm-hmm. So what happens to us when we're kids and we ask for something that we want, and our parents tell us no? You know. Well, I'm never going to ask that again. I'm just going to do it. Right. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to do it myself. So you, I don't need you. You can see how people create like like this persona where they don't want to be vulnerable. Right. You know, they they don't want to hear a no. They don't want to you know find out that for some people it feels like they're they're not being cared for. And so so we can see you know how people get to a place where they don't want to be vulnerable. So why should they be vulnerable? Um, what I came up with. And and this is just kind of the way I look at it. And so, and so if you don't love it, I understand. It's okay. Um, in reading a book that I really like called ADHD 2.0, and I know I've mentioned yeah. it in some other things, um, by uh, Hollowell and, and Rady, mm-hmm. um, they talked about the concept of um, receiving love mm-hmm. as a skill. And right. I remember when I first read that, my initial reaction was, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But the more I started thinking about it, the more it started to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, giving love is a skill, right? Right. 
like you learn to say nice things about people and you learn to connect with people and you, you mm-hmm. know, you learn, you know, someone yeah. likes, likes hugs or holding hands or what, you know, you, right. you learn, these are all things that you learn and you get better at. Well, I think we think, think the same thing about service. Like mm-hmm. people are always saying like, you need to give service, give service, but you also need to receive service right. and learning how to receive service is a totally different animal than giving. Service. Yeah. And, and my so experience, same thing with love. Yeah. And my experience is, I see a lot of people in my practice that are much more comfortable giving service, mm-hmm. giving love, than they are receiving service or right. receiving love. So what does receiving love have to do with vulnerability? Though? Well, so so <laughs> to me, if you look at receiving love okay. as a skill, yeah. the only way that someone can love us, you know, because they're not mind readers, we right. have to give them opportunities to love us, which means vulnerability might be asking for something that we feel like we need. Mm-hmm. And, and we may not get it. And that's where the vulnerability comes in because we have to then deal with our feelings of what, you know, you don't want to internalize this, this feeling or emotion that if they can't give it to you right then exactly what you want, it means they don't love you. But for some people, that's what we experience, especially, you know, with, you see that more commonly with kids. Um, so ultimately you're giving someone the opportunity to love you. You're, you're asking for love and, and hopefully they can find a way to meet that need. And, and so we're practicing that skill of receiving love. If that makes sense, help me. Like, like it's making sense in my head, but it doesn't mean it's making sense in your head. So help me make this make sense. If you think people may not totally get it. So what I'm hearing is, is like the first step to like even being vulnerable is understanding that there, there is a component to receiving also. Whether it's in yourself and in the partner that you have or the person that you're trying to have a relationship with or be mm-hmm. vulnerable with, they have to be able to receive. Right. What you, either you're going to give them <clears throat> the vulnerability wise or whatever. Right. And, and there's something else that I can tie this to. So I have, I have an anxious attachment style. Yes. Which means I kind of have some degree of self doubt. And when I get attention, especially positive attention, it feels uncomfortable. And, and yes. Do not ever like give Nate. Well, maybe you should. Everybody give Nate a compliment. <laughs> well, so what I've been trying to squirm. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's very uncomfortable. So what I've been trying to practice is when someone gives me a compliment because I yeah. have to do a presentation or I just happen to do something. Well, I'm trying to say thank you, right. and it feels weird. Receive that. Yeah, it mm-hmm. feels weird because what I want to do is like, oh, I got lucky or. Or, right, which is not receiving that compliment. Right, it's, it's putting a wall def- up and deflecting. deflecting it. Yeah, so it you're not being vulnerable at that moment. Right, right, and right. and it's interesting. I find again a fair amount of my clients when I ask when I talk to them about this. Right, same issue. Right, what would it be like to say thank you? Oh, that just hearing you say that sounds weird. Could I wouldn't you? know what to yeah. do. That I like mm-hmm. to give the credit to somebody else. Um, but we're not receiving love. So, so that's something, and maybe some of the people that listen might feel like they have the same right. issue. So it's something that you might be able to do. You so being. it's interesting that you're bringing all of this up because mm-hmm. in the Ted talk by Brene Brown, she talked about like, there are other commonalities with people that are really good at vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And the three things that she mentioned were, um, that they have courage, mm-hmm. the courage to tell their story, Yeah, like you that. know, the courage to just say, this is me with my whole heart. Lay it out there. Um, and the courage to not be perfect. Like, I'm an imperfect person. It's all good. It's okay. And then the, the next 
thing was compassion. She called them the three C's. So okay. it was courage, compassion, and connection. Okay. So compassion, she meant more of like compassionate with ourself. And that's like self-love, like being able to take in that um, positive thing and just saying, you know, you know, I deserve that. Like I did do a good thing here. Thank you. I have you such know. a weird relationship with the word deserve. Every time I, know I hear you that, do. I'm just like, I, know. I don't even know what to do with or that Or I did a good job. And so, yeah, I should accept that. Yeah, I worked you know, hard I on worked that. I worked hard on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not deserve, but I worked hard. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then the last one, connection. You know, that we that realizing we all need connection. When you're like unable to receive that, you're cutting off your connection. Yeah. You're not connecting with that other person. Mm-hmm. The thank you as small as it is, connects you with that person Mm -hmm. in some ways. It's acknowledging, it's receiving in. So Yeah, I like that. Those are the three things, those three C's, you know, the courage to do it, the compassion for yourself, and the realization that like, this is connection. This is about connection. Vulnerability is about connection. And my phone's going off. That's great. (laughs) Um, I'll have to be vulnerable with that person later. (laughs) So I I like that. I think that that's, that's good. To remember those things. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Um, so connection. What were the three C's? Courage. Courage. Compassion. Compassion. And connection. Connection. Okay. So this I is like really those. about like just being okay. We our last one was about kind of we talked a little bit about imperfection, just being okay with the fact that you're imperfect. I know that the times that I have been the most vulnerable, it's been really scary to like admit some things or to talk about things that like you shouldn't talk about like you right. feel like it's taboo right but be in that moment knowing you need to open up about it and those times that i have been courageous mm-hmm. and um had that compassion on myself to, to know that like it's okay that i'm not perfect mm-hmm. and i have shared that for the connection there were beautiful moments like yeah. there was a powerful connection at that moment with that other person that i was being vulnerable with and um I don't think you can get that kind of connection. Other, like it's really hard to get that level of connection without the vulnerability. Yeah, I, I would agree that. The so that's kind of the why. Yeah, like you want that kind of connection in your life. That's the cost. You're going to have to have that courage mm-hmm. and that willingness to be the first. Yeah, like that person wasn't being first with me. I had to be first. Right. I had to open this like imperfection about my life in order to get that connection that I yeah. wanted. And and that really speaks to me as as someone who's gone through the recovery process as a as a you know an addict in the past, and I mean my experience with other people that I've known through twelve step groups that were addicts. I mean we had secrets and we had uh, skeletons in our closet, mm-hmm. and it was terrifying to go to the people that we loved to, and trusted. And just to admit some of the stuff that we had done. Right. And it was, you know, and and one of the amazing things about it, though, is is my experience was, you know, going through the process of apologizing to people and trying to make amends um, was very difficult. But the vast majority of people were so loving and compassionate. And I think that that kind of led me to 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 the beginnings of the process of becoming vulnerable with people. Um, I look at our relationship and our relationship is different than any relationship I've ever had before because I'm finally willing to be vulnerable. And I've had relationships with really good 
people in the past, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't ready to do what I needed to do in the relationship for it to really become what it could. And unfortunately, a lot of relationships died. I mean, they all died because of that. Right. So, And would you say a large part of it was because of the vulnerability piece? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, you, it's, it's really hard to have a relationship when you have secrets. Well, and it's surface level mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I think, you know, there's a, there's a level of connection, a depth to it when you're vulnerable. Yeah. That, that's hard to replicate. It can be very surface. And when you want a really like solid relationship, whether it's a, an intimate one, it, it's hard to have that if like you're keeping secrets and you're right. not saying everything that you right, want. Right. She, she talked about it in that, 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 like we do that because of the fear of our, like of not being worthy. Like mm-hmm. if I have to tell you this deep, dark secret, maybe I'm not worthy of receiving that compassion from that person or that understanding, you know, I'm a horrible person or right. whatever. So a lot of times our fear is what is driving right. not being accepted. Right. And it's, it's quite an interesting quandary that we're in because you know, for, for many of us, rejection feels like death. Yeah. Um, but we're not willing to admit something because we're fearful of rejection. But the mere fact that we're hiding something, you know, also means we feel like this thing is so bad that we're going to get rejected. So it, it's kind of this weird circle that we're in with ourselves. Um, so... How I, I maybe this is a good time to transition to how do we be vulnerable? So I think that part of what you said is really good. I kind of broke it down and just kind of like made it kind of a four step process, and then you can tell me what you think of it. I like and, it. I like processes. Yeah, <laughs> and if if I should change something, four steps is good. It's manageable. Yeah, lay it on me. Yeah. So the first thing with how do we be vulnerable is we have to be self aware. Like we have to understand what our needs are. We have to understand what our fears are. We have to, and for some people, they know that it's like they're very self-aware. And for other people, they prefer not to be self-aware. For some people, that increases anxiety, so mm-hmm. they don't want to do a lot of introspection. Right. So, so we have to be aware of what our needs are first. So the second is. It might sound a little bit weird, but it comes from my experience. I've done a lot of experience with 12-step groups. Uh, Become willing to open up on vulnerable topics with trusted individuals. And that, that trusted individuals is super important. There may be people in our lives that will use our vulnerable, like our vulnerable fears against us. Um, It is my opinion just my opinion. It is my opinion. I would not give information that could be used against us to people that we don't completely trust. Um. So that's my thought. I I, I can I'm see you. I can, I can see you thinking <laughs> there. Like, how do we? How do we know whether we can really trust them? How do we know? You know. No, I think my my. I agree with you. I totally agree. Like, if you have somebody in your life that you know you cannot trust, I wouldn't do. Yeah. I, I think I'm just thinking about like if I meet a person and I haven't established whether or not I can trust them yet, you may have to like there are levels of, I believe, of vulnerability. Right. I'm not going to go give them like give my them darkest. Yes. Right. I'm not going to give them my darkest secret to mm-hmm. begin with, my most vulnerable thing. But I will throw them like a little like bone. See what they do with it. Right. And then if they run and tell everybody. So I think that there's a level of like building trust with people. Right. But 
um, you're going to have to be vulnerable and like give them the opportunity. Yeah. Once you've given someone the opportunity and they like totally blow it, I would say, yes, don't ever do that. Like that's just being healthy with yourself. Right. And this is a big challenge with relationships that have gone sideways Yes, because it's like, okay, I don't feel like I can trust you. So the trust is broken, Yes, but, but in order to rebuild it, you have to be courageous and start to volunteer more information. And I would say that is where you get a really good therapist to help you through that process. You right, right. Because they can sit down and, and you can have boundaries and rules and there's a, there's, there are ways to do that. Yeah. Um, not, you know, because we talk about like infidelity as one of those mm-hmm. things that like is a trust issue broken and the vulnerability level. And how do you be vulnerable again once right. that happens? Yeah. I've read some really interesting books on that and um, it can be done. Mm-hmm. I just think that you need to be smart about it. Right, right. So. Because we're vulnerable and we kind of expose our soft underbelly. Right. If, if this is so somebody your second that's- one, I would say I like it. It's not a never thing. I would just be smart. Be smart. Yes. People. Exactly. Exactly. So at that point, we're just putting ourselves in the headspace where we're ready to be vulnerable. So the next one is we bravely share vulnerable information. And that is is where, you know, again, we have to use judgment about what we're going to share. And we share the right amount of information based on the trust level that Mm -hmm. we have with that person. If we have a person in our lives that we trust implicitly – we can go to anything with, you know, then, then maybe you share whatever. I, I, I did read one thing that I, I think might be helpful to throw out here, which is, you know, there's a lot of internal things that are going on with us where we didn't necessarily violate anybody else. We didn't like violate the relationship, but it's just an internal struggle. Those may not be the types of things that we need to like be vulnerable about. Like, you know, like we've all got our internal challenges that we're kind of working on. And, and so, being vulnerable doesn't necessarily mean that that anything and everything that's going on internally is on the table and people want to know that. You know. <laughs> so you're saying there's a level of like TMI, too much information right. here. Yeah. That you don't need to share right. in right. a relationship. Right. So okay. there may be things that are internal, again, not a violation of the relationship rules. Well, I think norms. that this is really where, you know, there's there should be a discussion in every relationship about what information should be shared. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, we talk often about like, I'm going to go back to infidelity, like different cultures see infidelity differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, a, you know, pornography isn't an infidelity issue in some cultures. Um, emotional affairs aren't considered infidelity for some people. Mm-hmm. So it, you really need to be clear in your relationship what you see as I'm going to, I need to share. Right. Right. You know, yeah. so yeah. So step four, um, so let me just, I'll give you the th- first three again, then we'll do step four. Okay. So first one, increase in self-awareness. We need to know our okay. our, uh, our vulnerabilities. We become willing, that's kind of a mental thing, become okay. willing to share our vulnerabilities with, with our trusted individuals. Three, we bravely share it. Four, we accept the response of this trusted person. Like we, uh, the responses could be all over the place. They may... Mm-hmm have like feel shock and some negative emotion that we're sitting there and and then we feel super weird about they may try to give us advice that we hate um they may just listen and and they don't necessarily know what we need and sometimes we need to kind of let them know ahead of time hey i want to tell you about something i don't really think i want advice i just you know are you willing to just listen right 
And if they're like, yeah, absolutely, then you know that you're more likely to get that if that's what you want. If it is like, hey, I need some advice, you know, let them know. You know, can you help me with this? Right. Um, and and then you you know you lay it down. And this is this is where you know, as the lawyer, we are asking a question of someone on the stand, and we don't know their right. response. We may not get a response that we like. Um, there's no guarantee, like Brene said. There's no guarantee right. that you know of the outcome here when I share what I share, and be okay with that. Right. And so this is what I would encourage people to do. Like if you're in a relationship and you guys are trying to become more vulnerable, if someone asks you for something and you can't give it to them in that moment. What I would recommend, what I typically tell people to do is tell them you want to give them that. Tell them you, you're not able to give it to them at that time. Ask if they're okay with you giving it to them at a later time. Now, a mature person, a person that's, that's not, say, emotionally compromised in that moment mm-hmm. will hopefully see that as you trying to meet their needs with, you know, with some limitations because, you know, we're each our own person and we're trying to figure things out and we've got our own responsibilities. So I'm going to give you an example of that. Okay. So let's say you and I, you come to me, little fact, Nate likes his head rubbed. Yes. So he's had a bad day and he comes to me and says- I'm I'm bald and I I feel like (laughs) the the sun is killing the skin on top of my head. So So he'll lay on my lap and I'll rub his head or scratch his head. So he'll come to me and he says, Marla, you know, can I lay on your lap? And I'm doing something else. And at Mm -hmm. that, so he's being vulnerable by asking me that- you know, he needs that in that moment. And I tell him, no. I mean, that's that's kind of soul crushing, I think, in that moment. You're well, vulnerable. but sometimes when we are so overwhelmed, that's right. just what comes out. Yes. So what I ask people to do is find a different way to Right. And so the different way would be, Nate, I would really love to do that for you. And I can do that for you, just not right now. How about later today yeah. at this time? Yeah, nine you know, o'clock on the couch. It's right. a date. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. To which you know you might be a little bummed in that moment because you need that, but it's better than like me just saying no. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. And so that's a good way, I think, in a relationship to a be vulnerable. You're 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 being vulnerable, and then mm-hmm. me also being vulnerable and saying what I actually need. Right. And us coming to a good compromise right. at that moment. Right. And so, you know, what we're trying to do is meet one another's needs in the best way that we can, in the time frame that we can. And we're each going to do our best to be uh, mature about not necessarily getting what we want, you know, and and accepting and being appreciative that we're able to at least get it, you know, at a different time. And maybe it's tomorrow or whatever. But but ultimately, what we're trying to do is is that give and take in relationships. Mm -hmm. If if we can meet someone's needs in the in the best way possible best way being you know you know is in a way that that helps them that also accommodates us and our needs um in my experience people are more likely to ask and prevent present vulnerabilities in the future right if we just keep shutting each other down they're going to stop doing it right so that that's kind of the ultimate goal in all of that so um that is uh, the the how do we be vulnerable? So, what do you think? You think we hit everything? Um, no. No. <laughs> oh, you had something else. No, I I think that I just wanted to say that like this looks different for a lot of different situations. Sure. Like the the 
the idea is that like this, this is what we're saying works in a really healthy relationship mm-hmm. um, with two healthy people. It looks significantly different. Like we've talked about earlier with somebody in a relationship with not a healthy person, like maybe a narcissist partner or, or whatever, not uh, kind of different rules for like engaging that person. Mm-hmm. I would also say, you know, um, this is a different kind of conversation and a different thing and maybe something that we should teach our children. Also oh, yeah. on that level, like what is vulnerability, how to do it, how to be okay with a no, um, how to express what I need, you know, to advocate for ourselves and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's an important topic, I think, to teach also yeah. on, on many different levels, teach yep. ourselves, learn ourselves, teach our children, teach our partner. Yep. So good discussion, I think, as far as like, you know, just sitting maybe your significant other down or your partner or somebody that, you, you know, a friend and just saying, you know, let's have this conversation about vulnerability. What do you, what do you think about it? Yeah. You know? What are your ground rules? You know, how do, how do you see that? Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, and it'd be a really interesting conversation. I know that in the last month while we've been chewing on this, we've been talking about it and it's brought up a lot of just, just different, interesting points. Yeah. I think so. it's, I think it's been a good thing for us to, to focus on. And I, I like the fact that you bring up our relationships with children. A lot of times we learn to do things or not do things in our youth, which has a lot to do with how we're parented. So, you know, if we, if we do those things then we're more likely with our children, they're more likely to have that skill. Right. So, well, and, you know, and it looks different for like, we talk about attachment styles a lot mm-hmm. for an anxious person versus an avoidant person. Mm-hmm. So just being aware of those things, yeah. I think are great when yeah. it comes to vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely. So go be vulnerable today. Yes. Yes. I like it. <laughs> Let us know how it works for you. Yep. And if you have any questions, you can reach us at workingchangecoaching at gmail.com. Oh, good job. So feel free to drop a line. Um, and we'll get started on our next topic and hopefully have it in less than a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're going to do better. (laughs) So anyway, thanks for being with us and have a great July. Yeah.